Their job now is to sanctify the social order, to sanctify the world. That's where the power of the laity lies. You can know it all you want, but until you got to pick up that cross that you can't carry, and he picks it up for you and carries you and the cross, then you know. Our nation is too full of those that are crying down. Down with the churches, down with government. Can you build anything down? You cannot. And let's begin now to use the word up. Up from all of this filth, up from this violence, up from this indifference of courts. Up, up, up to God. Be courageous and keep the joy of loving. And welcome to another episode of Cajun Kingdom of Priests. This is Jude. And this is Father John Joseph. And this is Ali. <laughs> Sorry I didn't introduce you there. We're um we're lacking greed in the studio today. So uh yeah. we've we we are losing a little bit of our spark with that. <laughs> but, I got the guts. <laughs> but we bring in a much brighter and bigger yeah. spark. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um it's getting getting a uh, sneaking in a christmas episode we wanted to make sure and, and get this christmas episode in there even though it's advent but we're gonna play it twice <laughs> 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 our secrets are being revealed that's right that's right it's cold outside so yeah basically christmas yeah basically christmas. yeah right if you, as soon as you make a gumbo and you're not sweating <laughs> it's christmas <laughs> I, there's there's talk that we might have snow on christmas come on i think you're the only one saying that I don't think i'm the one talking <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but it's gonna be like it's gonna be like 20 degrees or something oh wow yeah but yeah sunny. you but never sunny. know though <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i think it'd be nice to have a sunny christmas Christmas. Mm. Uh, we have a guy who, who just joined the community as a postulant. He's his name is Isaiah. He's from he's from North Dakota, and anyway, he's just like this is the warmest you know experience of this of December he's ever had. You know, and he said you know he's like he's drinking. He's got his coffee mug and it says "Let it snow." <laughs> you know, it's just like. I was like, keep praying, man. <laughs> He's like, well, it's good. I'm praying, I'm praying. North Dakota is like spooky cold, though. They're getting like, like, they get to like negative 30s and stuff. That's what he said, yeah. Like, he said, he said in a week's time, the temperature had changed 100 degrees. Like, in other words, it went from like 50 to negative 50. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Isn't that scary? Yeah. But he said like after, after like negative 20, it's all the same. Yeah, just don't go outside. It's just deadly. <laughs> it's just like, You're just numb. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, sure. that's why it's the same. You can't feel anything. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Well, we're we're doing this uh, this nice little adventure. We've been calling it an adventure. Uh, you want to you talk about it? Because I know you've been running on this sure sure yeah myself and will louvier um who's just great i mean he's been fantastic and in, in putting this together uh but yeah it's, it's basically just an opportunity for um the youth of the church um to come together and um like band together for mission in the church i just i feel like there are a lot of um a lot of different churches or even denominations around Acadiana that have have really um been kind of putting it to us in terms of service yeah you know mm -hmm. um serving the poor serving the elder elderly the serving the imprisoned mercy, yeah. yeah yeah and uh and so th this is kind of a, a fruit of you know realizing that we ha we have a very like intellectual group of people around us, um, mm. like very very smart Catholics. Yeah. But um, but to be able to to teach young people that it isn't just about knowing the doctrines of the faith or whatever yeah. it might be, you know, it's yeah. not just about going to more talks or trying to, you know, right. And and um, like with those things being able to go out and live the faith in a more radical way, yeah. you know, right. Um, like seeking discomfort. So, so adventure is a seven day, uh, like scavenger hunt basically. 
um, with a spinoff, the O Antiphons, that uh, you told us about. I think it was our second recording with Chad Judy's for whoever might want to nice. go back and yeah. and uh, re-listen to that and, and hear you break that down. But um, each day has a different um, each day has a different challenge that comes with it. And basically, you form a team, and you and your team go out and uh, how did you say it? Knock them dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you have a team name? M- myself. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> what is it? Mr. What is Cole? it? I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> the Archies. <laughs> the only thing on our mind. Right now. Yeah. Well. Okay. We just, we just got a puppy. <laughs> yeah. So, and his name is Archie. That, I mean, that, that might have seemed completely disconnected yeah. to what we were talking about before. Yeah. But. It is, but he, I promise you that he's never disconnected from my thoughts. <laughs> Forever in our hearts. <laughs> Just get a text. We made a rash decision, and there's a picture of this adorable pup. It's like, got a free dog, a <laughs> free pup. And I was... He was free. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, which is okay. usually more dangerous. Just, yeah. uh, you know, like no telling what that thing has. There's no such thing as anything being free because you know he, he's now a liability. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and uh, puppies are expensive, but we are ecstatic. <laughs> You're enjoying that little. Yeah, no regrets uh, whatsoever. He, paid even more. Than free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might have paid a cent. <laughs> and it's great preparation for a, for a baby. At least that's what people say. Hey, have we actually announced that y'all are having a baby? On the last episode, I just listened to it, y'all. Jude just threw it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, announcement. <laughs> Jude and Abby are pregnant. That's right. So there's four people in the studio. One's in Abby's belly. That's right. Hi, Denver. <laughs> just name dropping her already. That's yeah. right. Yep, we are 19 weeks pregnant. We're having a little girl on mm-hmm. May 12th, so please pray for her and for us. That's right. For health and that we can be good parents. That's what we've been praying for. Yeah. yeah. And that Archie can be a good big brother. <laughs> <laughs> he would have to be human first. <laughs> 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 Every indication is that he will not be. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so, okay. I I wanted to ask and I know, you know, we kind of talked about this beforehand, but I wanted to ask you Abby if if there was something like being pregnant during Advent. Like does do you th- do you think about that when you're kind of hearing the readings and stuff and and like going to mass, are you thinking about like Man, like, I have a baby. I haven't, I honestly haven't thought about it much this, in this time in particular, but definitely throughout my pregnancy, I've felt a lot closer to Mary, which Mm. I've never, I I can't really say that I've ever, like, felt a closeness to Our Lady, like, it's something I've always strived for, but I can't say I've ever, like, felt it, you know? Yeah. Um, but when I found out that we were pregnant and then even more so when I found out it was a girl, because, which is weird because I thought I would feel closer to her if we were having a boy because she had a boy. Yeah. But I was just, I just started thinking like if she was the perfect mom, she would have been the perfect mom to a girl too. Mm -hmm. Like she would have been the perfect girl mom, the perfect boy mom. Like she was just the perfect mom. So I just felt that just reassured me a lot. And then I think I also think about like the fact that she had a baby in an inn, like, or not in an inn, in a manger. Yeah. Um, even having it in an inn would be awful. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but she had it in like a barn, you know, had the most important baby to ever live. Yeah. It, it is actually really reassuring to think that, like, not only Mary, but so many other women before me have, like, had babies. And, like, yeah. I can do this, you know? Like, yeah. I, can, I can go through it. I can make it. 
and but especially if she did it, like I just know she'll be walking with me, you mm-hmm. know. So I've 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 felt like I can relate to her a lot more. Yeah. You know, it's funny because like I mean, obviously as a man and a priest <laughs> like never you know, really you know, pregnancy is obviously something that you know is very familiar and totally unfamiliar mm. you know uh it, it's kind of it's such a unique thing you know but i never thought you know it never crossed my mind that there would be a lot of fears involved mm-hmm. you know and of course now you kind of saying that i'm like well yeah of course there's fear involved but just like like actually going through childbirth i mean yeah. is that is that is that I mean what would you say are the like scary parts of Yeah, my my first fear was that we wouldn't get pregnant. Right. Which was not I mean it's rash it's a rational fear, but it's also irrational if you look at like our family history and the fact that Jude's mom bore 12 children and my mom has never had issues with fertility or you know, none of my grandmothers or anything like that. Praise God, but like that was a huge fear of mine. I was just, I never felt like I was owed the gift of fertility. Mm -hmm. Like, I just always felt like it was something that, like, was a gift. And if God was willing to give it to me, I was going to be so grateful. So that was my first fear. And then after that, it was just that I wouldn't have a miscarriage. Right. Like, for that first trimester, even still, sometimes I, like, worry. Like, if I, like... (laughs) sleep wake up and I'm sleeping on my belly or something or like <laughs> yeah just like little things you just never I don't know you just you never really take it for granted I think there's just a lot of fears that come along with knowing you're solely responsible for like making this child able to live outside of the womb eventually so I also get out of breath when I, since I'm pregnant, you know, it's like a symptom too. So I, <laughs> if I sound like I'm taking deep breaths, it's because I am. <laughs> She's just crying. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the fear of having a miscarriage, you know, and then once that stage mostly passed, um, the fear of like, can I birth a child? Like, can I do this? Can I, like, go through the sleepless nights after we have the child? Mm. Yeah, it's just the consolation that so many women have gone before us and done this, like, seven billion plus times. Yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, so yeah, it's consoling to think about that this is is nothing new. Mm And, And then, like, people in a very innocent way try to ask, like, super loaded questions like so are you like gonna get an epidural and it's like well okay we're not there birth plan i'm like yeah, it's like <laughs> what's that it's like, <laughs> you, know. you can plan these things yeah. i'm just yeah my plan is to go to the hospital <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm gonna let them tell me what i need to do yeah when i feel pain that is intolerable that's when i'll go to the hospital i guess yeah yeah. yeah, and I guess you, you'll find out. I mean, we'll find out. It might might be in a, it might be in a manger. You never yeah. know. Yeah, who knows? Well, I mean, I think that just goes to the heart of just like kind of the this Advent time, and you know, thinking about Joseph and Mary, and just that. Can you imagine what they must have felt? Mm-hmm. Just like the like what you're saying, like you know, Mary, like how like. I mean, just think if you're thinking that, like, how am I going to bear this child? How am I, can I go through childbirth? Can I, can I go through the sleepless nights? Like, how am I going to do that? Can you imagine her where she would have known, like, this child in my womb is the son of God? Like, Mm. must have been. And then, and then you think of St. Joseph and just Mm -hmm. like his, like, and, and you see both of them, like, in the Gospels. They both le- they both clearly express their fear of being able to do this. Mm-hmm. Joseph by by thinking he needed to step out of that picture, mm-hmm. and Mary by the angels, she was deeply troubled. 
by what sort of greeting this might mean. Mm. You know, like it wasn't just like she was so ecstatic. Mm -hmm. She was like troubled, you know, it it was like, holy moly, you know, how am I going to do this? So it's really an incredible thing, I think, to think about that. Mm -hmm. And I've just been, uh, uh, I've been thinking a lot about St. Joseph. I mean, what what do you, what do you think? How do you feel about this? Before we, I just kind of tell y'all what I'm thinking about St. Joseph. Um, yeah, most of the, most of the time it's just trying to, uh, just like listen to abs and what she's going through and just trying to like, you know, support her and comfort her and kind of dispel some of those fears, Yeah, you know? Um, I, I have seen though with you, like, uh, a lot more responsibility. Like we both, we've talked about how from, from the moment we found out, it was just like, whoa, there's a lot more at stake. Mm-hmm. Like we're not. We can't just be doing crazy stuff. Like, we can't be, like, risky. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you can't be jumping off of cliffs anymore into strange bodies of water. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, there's there's just so much more at stake now. Like, if something were to happen to you, if something were to happen to me, there's just a lot more at stake. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would definitely um, echo that. And... I mean, other other than that, it's just, um, yeah, just the realization that our family is about to grow, you know, mm-hmm. and that this is going to be like, you know, the start of what will be a long journey of raising children. And it's mm-hmm. like, these are our last couple months of like, um, you know, I mean, we already have a child, but, you know, uh, just kind of peace in the house and just hanging out and keeping things the way we want them because yeah, right. once the baby comes it's going to be probably chaos for a little while um especially puppy and baby yeah yeah. Uh, yeah i'm saying that the dog is going to tear up things and then the baby's <laughs> going to get here but um yeah just trying to really just trying to find ourselves where we are right now you know mm-hmm. um and just enjoying enjoying pregnancy and enjoying uh this time together and the excitement. There's so much excitement. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, I mean, I think I know our whole family is so excited because, mm-hmm. I mean, and I haven't really been able to talk with everybody as much, but I'm sure you're just like inundated with excitement from everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what do you. People um, cannot wait to see my belly. <laughs> like, anytime I see someone after a long time of not seeing them. Like, they just want to see my belly, which um, nobody tells you how uncomfortable that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody prepares you for that. <laughs> but uh, also because I feel like I'm disappointing people every time because my belly has not grown much. But It has, though. It's gr- you it's can grown, tell you're pregnant. But it's not like, it's not like bam, <laughs> yeah. she's pregnant. <laughs> I'm not getting second looks at Target yet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. No, it's, yeah. It's almost just like a little chubby. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know that's exactly pudgy. what she did. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever woman wants to eat. <laughs> but, but also you, Father, is your... your I'm looking your a little chubby, too. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was poor vocabulary used by me. Um. No, no, but I was going to say, like, how have you been feeling? Like, your little sister, oh, like, yeah. the fact That's that you're going to be an uncle. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, you know, I mean, I knew I would be excited, but I didn't think I realized how excited I would be. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's just like, a, it's a different kind of excitement because it, it's, it's real, you know? It's like, like, and I, I just, I mean, I can't wait to see the little girl's face, mm-hmm. you know, I can't wait to... Just, you know, just know what she's going to be like and everything, you know, I think Mm -hmm. it's just to, to just think about that and just to have this addition to our family, you know, it's just, it's just so cool. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, you know, I mean, I just remembered so vividly when, because I was the first, so I always got to see that. You know, like the additions to the family, like that was just, so when it stopped, man, it was just like, that was like, that was such a, I remember that was such a difficult time for me when, when our family sort of 
sort of stopped growing. Not just like our immediate family, but even our cousins and everything like that. It was just like everybody was kind of done. And it was just like, man, it's nobody as depressed as I am because it's like there's no babies crying. And, you know, so then you kind of grow accustomed to it. So it's like to restart that in a totally different place in my life and a totally different, you know, to see that starting is just like, I don't know, it's just incredible. Yeah. I, I, I just can't wait, you know? Yeah, the it's, next generation of. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and she really is the next generation. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's it's just I'm pumped. Yeah. Which I I mean um I I, I know we kind of talked about we kind of want to talk about a couple of things, but I feel like this is a good place to talk about family traditions and especially surrounding Christmas. Mm-hmm. I had a friend one time, I may have shared this before, but I had a friend one time, he said, hey, you know, do, do you, uh, does your family have any Christmas traditions? And I said, I said, yeah, you know, I said, every Christmas Eve, we usually go, we usually go to mass on Christmas Eve. I said, then we get back together, get back at the house. And, um, and then we'd start uh, making eggnog and what we call Nanny Jenny cookies. Shout out to Nanny Jenny, yeah. <laughs> who made the they're, best cookies. Um, for anyone who's wondering, they're the tea cake cookies from the Talk About Good cookbook. Yeah. Everyone's mom has. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about. So we, we, we would make these cookies because our Nanny Jenny would make them, and they were always in the shape of the season, Christmas trees, et cetera. And then we would uh, make eggnog, and then we'd open presents from one another. So I was telling my friend all this. I said, yeah, then we open presents like from the family before Santa passes. I said, and then we'd get into a huge argument. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That was just like our a little family tradition. Yeah. <laughs> it's just how we, and then uh, we would all, you know, forgive each other and, mm-hmm. Love each other. Things would usually blow over by the time we had to go to our next family. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> We'd wipe the tears and the <laughs> pretend Everybody like we love each other. Their smiles yeah, right, right. We have to go and see everyone. Our family was just dramatic, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Huge family gatherings like that are always such a it's like it it's like you go through the process of like everybody like getting ready and getting dressed and you're trying to make yeah. sure you have everything to go over there and it's like it's like kind of a lot of stress just for it's like christmas in general is stressful which i think is why we always get in arguments exactly the stress was so high and like the tensions were high and then the devil likes to use that and use exactly the, the fact that it's christmas eve and we all have like our hopes so high exactly and but yet the stress is also high so he's like this is perfect. I'm going to ruin everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, I think too, you know, you're just, you know, with the gift giving, you want to make sure everybody loves the gifts that you're giving them. And so it's just the, you know, and if you get like the slightest, I mean, you get so sensitive, everybody's so sensitive because it's a vulnerable thing when you're giving gifts to each other mm-hmm. and you're like, man, I really hope. They like it. And then if you just notice that they're like, oh, you know, you're like, yeah. what? You don't like it? <laughs> I mean, that's what would happen in our family. <laughs> just like, what? What? What's the matter? You know, no, no, I like it. I like it. What, why are you saying it like that? <laughs> Please tell me this sounds like somebody else's family out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... But I think that's, I mean, like, that's, it's a good, it's a good, like, reminder or just, like, I think it's a good thing for us to talk about is just, like, how do you make good family traditions without, without this, this stress and anxiety and, you know, just, like, the, all the st- baggage that can come with that. And, and I don't know, especially as y'all are starting these family traditions, you know, I, I know this is important. So what would y'all say? I mean, what do y'all what do y'all have in mind? Yeah, I mean, I, I think honestly, like the stress comes from putting too much pressure on ourselves for everything to be perfect a lot of times. And that could be with like 
making your holiday dish that you're going to bring to the family gathering or like making sure the tree looks perfect and the decorations and all your kids have their cute little Christmas outfits and you have an outfit to wear and like all of those little worldly things that really don't matter. No, exactly. And I mean, that's how the first Christmas was. It was imperfect and it was perfect because of that. You know, it's like, because you can't love imperfection when everything's perfect then where's the room for mercy and love and all that good stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's important to realize. Well, we'll be right back after a little break. Welcome back to the second half of the episode of Cajun Kingdom of Priests, our little Christmas episode. We've been talking about family traditions. We got Abby LeCompte. I'm sorry, almost said Bork. <laughs> we got my little sister and Jude's lovely bride That's right. uh, here on the show with us. And we we're talking about how, you know, just some of Christmas traditions, how you can make Christmas less stress and more blessed. <laughs> <laughs> Make that t-shirt. Yeah, know, Roll out the t-shirt. It's so funny because the other day I saw, I think it was on Facebook, um, like this person made this post of this year, like this Christmas, I'm just like stressed out and worn out and I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like, you know, putting on, putting up all my decorations and all these things and Man, I just I just felt like this person's missing the point, mm, you know. Yeah. And and how much like so many people just like they make Christmas about you know it is consumerism and it is those things, but it's just they actually have this like idea of um, some perfect Christmas that that has nothing to do with what it's about. Yeah. You know this hallmark this uh you know Christmas festival this. Whatever right, it is, right. you know? And I just, like, felt so bad that, you know, people, like, think like that. Like, mm. I just don't want to do Christmas this year. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, whether you like it or not, it's like the reality of Christmas. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, it, it, I think I think it has a lot to do with just kind of, our, like you said, a hallmark, the kind of Christmas movies, the Christmas, everything that we're told Christmas is supposed to be like. Yeah. And so especially as a kid, you know, I mean, you have these ideas in your head of like Christmas is supposed to be this, like I'm supposed to get the best present. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed, you know, it's supposed to be magical. Like it's supposed to snow every Christmas, which I mean, in Louisiana, our hopes are destroyed every year. That's right. (laughs) It's so funny. You said getting the perfect gift the other day, your, uh, your parents were telling us this. This well, you saw the video. Why don't you? Explain, you want to see? I didn't well, see the video. Oh, you didn't? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Well, we have this on home video. It's like one of our family Christmases. Um, my dad behind the camcorder of like us opening our presents, and I don't know. Was Emily born? Do you do you know? Um, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure she was. Yeah. yeah. If so, she was. If I remember it vividly. If I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're opening our presents and Father John Joseph, I'm not going to say your old name. <laughs> Father John Joseph was opening. <laughs> we actually, our, our presents would not get wrapped. So Santa, Santa did not wrap our presents, yeah. which was a disappointment. But anyway, um, so Father John. Our Santa was lazy. <laughs> special request it from him one year by writing a note and that's how we got our presents to be <laughs> there's more to talk about about that but i'll tell the story first but um so father sees his present which is a, a scooter like one of those ones that if they hit you in the ankle it's game over classic you know scooter that everybody knows and loves 
Well, the name brand was the Razor Scooters. Like, that was the thing. Mm -hmm. So, Father was like, that was what was on his Christmas list. Did you special request, like, Razor Scooters? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You had it spelled out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) R-A-Z-O-R. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, um, so this is on video. My, My mom and dad are like, is that what you wanted? Are you excited? Is that what you wanted? Well, why was... Yeah. Why were they asking that? Because I guess you looked disappointed. <laughs> and and he, he just says, well, it's a shaver, not a razor. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a knockoff was, brand of the... Yes. Yes. This is what I remember. My mom was like... Was like um, you know, it's it's safer. The shaver was was like a safer brand. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not. <laughs> you still have the same ankle damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as I would have. Yeah, that's classic. Uh, oh yeah, no, I remember that seeing the shaver. It's and so I was just funny. like, come on, that can't. <laughs> Like, you know, well, I mean, is it ten bucks more for the, yeah. shaver, for the razor. I mean, well, it's like, what's what's funny too is like, I mean, it's so clearly like a, a knockoff brand because I mean, you don't shave your face with a shaver. Like, <laughs> 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 you don't cut your hair with a shaver. <laughs> Cut it with a razor, you know. Like it was, it was just like even the name was just a letdown. It's <laughs> so funny. Oh gosh, yeah. But it's it's just so. But it's so true though. Just how much, you know, emphasis and build up and, you know, how we just kind of like, you know, like that that would be, the disappointment of Christmas. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's a funny thing, but it's just it's just true, and it just shows that where are we putting the emphasis on? And I think that that is going to be the key to developing good family traditions. Yeah, you know, of like, and 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 you know what I think too. I think a big part of it is showing people that like Christmas is a time where we give of ourselves, mm-hmm. not where we expect for ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that is probably central to the, you know, we've talked about that. I, you know, I always think about this and, I, you know, we from the first half of the episode, we're talking about how Joseph and Mary, how they did not have this ideal situation of having their child. But Father Sean Pine, I've probably said this before, but every time it gets me, um, Father Sean Pine always will talk about how, how much Joseph must have felt inadequate in providing Mary with a stable to bear the son of God and how much Mary would have said, this is the best, you know, because I'm with you, you know, like I couldn't have asked, like God provided not, not a four star, a five star hotel or, or even a hospital to have my child in, but God provided Mary with Joseph, and that mm-hmm. was all she needed. Mm. You know, that you know that kind of Christmas message is, I think, the thing that we need to to emphasize. It's like it's not about the cookie cutter Christmas. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And and for us, <clears throat> when it comes to like how we want to instill Christmas in in our house, it it is a a much more um, like intentional approach Mm. like the day after thanksgiving people start decorating it's like right now um you know everybody's houses are lit up the christmas trees are lit up you know it's like everything's just like that i mean everybody's singing christmas carols and stuff like that and i mean it's it's fun and it's really beautiful but like um but like for us realizing that you know the anticipation for christ coming is the anticipation yeah. And when Christ is born is when we should when we should be celebrating and yeah. and, uh, and rejoicing. Yeah. And uh and and not losing that the day after Christmas, but right. rather having it in full steam. Yeah. You know. Um so do you want to talk about like our Christmas tree and our our yeah. deal with that? Your uh, advent tree. Yeah. Advent tree. <laughs> advent tree. Um 
Yeah, growing up, we would always put out the decorations, like, day after Thanksgiving, I think, or, or at least around that time. And it's fun because, like, Christmas lasts longer in your, in your head as a little kid. But this year, we decided to, you know, get the tree, but we're not decorating it until Christmas Eve. And so it's just there, and it's kind of just, like, a constant reminder that we're not there yet. Mm. Like, it's, you know, our Christmas tree is there, but it's bare. And every night when we're, like, sitting in the living room and it's not lit up, I'm like, gosh, I can't wait to light that. This, mor- <laughs> this morning she was pretty close to convincing me we need to put lights on it. <laughs> it just, it's the ambiance. You, know? you just have to think about it as a big plant in the corner. <laughs> it's just a big plant that's dying yeah, you know? slowly <laughs> but when you talked about the person on facebook who was like over christmas and like over the just didn't feel like it yeah i was just thinking like i've been more excited for christmas this year than like i was the past few years i guess of my adult life yeah because i think i'm excited about like it's the anticipation of knowing something's coming. Like, it's not, this isn't the world celebration. Like, we're not, yeah. we're not here to celebrate with, as soon as Target puts up their, puts out their Christmas stuff. Like, yeah. that's just the consumerism and, and things like that. And it's like, when you can really think about it in terms of, when you anticipate something, it makes it, how can you not be excited? Yeah. Right. You know, like, when you're when you're hoping for something, when you're waiting for something, you're just naturally happier and more excited. And so I think if everyone were to just, like, wait and, like, build up their anticipation for Christmas, then it would be a lot more joyful yeah. for people. No, I think that's, I think that's exactly, that's exactly it, you know? Uh, I mean... Because obviously in the the community as a religious community, I mean, like each time there's like those those Advent candles are lit, and you, you, know, you light the pink one, and you're like, <laughs> pink, baby. <laughs> you know? Once you get to pink, it's like we're almost. Yeah, there. exactly. And so it's just like this. It's it gives it a whole different. It, it becomes more mystical and magical, you know. And and because magic is is cheap and consumeristic mysticism is deep and mysterious and profound and loving and human you know and i think that that's that's the kind of christmas we want you know i mean i don't want this you know it's not about having a chubby santa you know um that that you know is on a coca-cola bottle Mm -hmm. that that makes that's the real meaning of christmas Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 about the that those intimate quiet moments a family where it's just you you just share a, a deep appreciation and love for one another like that's what makes christmas what it is and it, it should be that we're moved to give gifts out of that right rather than like we're it's a time where we have to get gifts for people like we're right forced into it which is like the part the worldly side that i'm i actually like i see christ in it yeah because i'm like oh you know the the worldliness of like get your gifts in and whatever like the the advertisements and stuff like that it's like you know you they are talking about christmas before christmas but at least it's this this mindset of giving and that's at least a good thing and a way that christ has you know we can see christ in the world and how our catholic uh traditions have influenced the world Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think we do it more out of obligation sometimes rather than, like, man, I'm super thankful for, like, our school custodians. Like, we're going to pitch in and get them a gift or whatever, yeah. you know? Like, it's it should be about gratitude and that moving you to want to wanna give to others. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. <clears throat> Casting Crowns has this, has this song there, a little band. But he talks about, like, you know, the, like, joy of Christmas and putting up the lights and the cookies and, and he's, he's kind of building it all up. Like this is what Christmas is about. But then the song kind of ends with him saying like, then granddad breaks out the Bible and brings it all back home. You know, mm-hmm. like what's this all for, you know? And, and for like, hopefully 
you know, all I know is my family and uh, coming to know y'all family and y'all traditions. But it's like, hopefully there are a lot of families who like sit around and, and read a couple of verses of mm. what Christmas is about. Right. Um, <clears throat> you just think about in the gospel when when Jesus is passing through um, Jerusalem and, and it says something where uh, this is right before he, he is to be crucified. He, it, it says like he, he basically wept because the people didn't realize the time of their visitation, mm. you know, and, and how much he must feel that when when we've made Christmas anything but uh, Christ's visitation to us and yeah. him becoming human. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And what a gift that is. Mm. Like we just not recognizing it because we've become numb to it. Yeah. But but part of the numbness is just the the just the saturation that we have of just like being fattened by the, the Advent season, you know, I mean, obviously not the Advent season as it should be, but how like the world has just saturated us right before Christmas to where we just can't even, can't even receive that gift. You know, it's like, it's just like, you know, I mean, when I've just been eating, you know, junk, you know, how am I going to, you know, think of the Eucharist as anything else but junk? You know what I'm saying? It's just, you got to have a real hunger. And I, I think that that's where, yeah, definitely something we've lost. And I, I think like how cool it would be, like, I think, you know, start putting up lights on the house Christmas day or like or after Christmas day, mm-hmm. you know? So like you start becoming a witness and everybody's going to wonder, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? How cool would that be if, like, that was the norm? Like, right. Christmas Eve and Christmas, families gathered together to decorate. Yeah. And then it's, like, for that period of time after Christmas was, like, this, like, hallmark, like, woo. Yeah, exactly. You know? Right. Like, that'd be so much more fitting. Yeah. You it know? Just, it, it would make more sense. And I think it would, God would bless it. It wouldn't be this, like, anxiety-driven stress of, I got to get all this done to make sure my family is picture perfect, mm-hmm. but it would actually just be like a real celebration of the Christmas of Christmas day. Yeah. You know? So, well, I was, I was also, I was also thinking, you know, cause I, I kind of wanted to talk about, uh, you know, just these Advent slash Christmas figures, you know, we hear a lot about John the Baptist for the first couple of weeks of advent in in the scriptures and he's such a cool figure because he's like shakes he he just tears apart your whole i don't know he's just wearing camel hair he's eating bugs and he's just you know calling people names like brood of vipers and all this kind of stuff and it's just a stark figure which just totally challenges the whole christmas scene you know what i'm saying it's like you start Christmas with the Grinch. Well, no, that may, may not be. Did you see that? Did you see that video that Dad sent? It was like, it was, it was, oh. it, was it was like this guy dressed up like the Grinch, and he like went go steal this kid's presents. I didn't see. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Poor kid. This kid's crying, trying to fight the Grinch. <laughs> I mean, like, like mad, like. Get out! Get out! And he's just like, she's like pushing the kid and like taking the presents. It's awful. That's hilarious. All I know is the new Grinch movie, the cartoon one, is fantastic. There's a new yeah, cartoon like Grinch? A, yeah, there's like an animated version. It's awesome. Really? I watched it the other day while Jude was at prison ministry. Makes you cry. Did I cry? I don't think I cried. The answer is probably. Maybe. There's a chance. <laughs> but uh, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I caught the tail end. It was cute. The beginning is so funny. Like, it's funny just like the real, the other Grinch movie, you know, the old one. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the the Grinch movie where he's... Jim Carrey. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, back to what oh, I was yeah. saying. <laughs> John the Baptist. <laughs> um, but... Anyway, he, so, you know, you get this John the Baptist and then you get introduced to like the second half of Advent. And then of course, throughout the Christmas season, we're introduced to Joseph and Mary. And I'll just, I've been reflecting a lot about Joseph and because I've, I've been reading the, the Old Testament Joseph story and I've just been eating it up. If you haven't read it, like read it like 
17 times and you might be begin to appreciate it because it's just so good um our puppy is barking okay <laughs> take, take care of our puppy abs archie shut it <laughs> so but we we're talking about uh in reading that story with with that with the old testament joseph you you see this like incredible fraternal love that he has for his brothers this test that he puts them through and then this the fact that he sees that his his whole responsibility uh, or or that he it's it's really a story about sibling rivalry that ends up becoming slavery like where we see our brothers as slaves rather than as brothers mm. And then it ends with a brother, Judah, willing to give himself over as a slave for his brother. Mm -hmm. And that becomes the whole turning point. And then meanwhile, you've got the father, Jacob, in the background, who's been suffering this whole time because of this, this dynamics that are going on in his family. But then after that, you, you get Jacob's prophecies, but then you get... You get the Exodus story where it says that there there was a Pharaoh in Egypt who knew Joseph not. And and because he did not know Joseph, he started abusing the Hebrew people. And first with labor, with toil, and then he eventually it gets as far as him actually murdering innocent children, hmm. babies out of their mother's wombs. Which I just thought was such an interesting connection because like the whole Joseph story, it wasn't just the fact that he didn't know who Joseph was, although that's definitely very important to the story. Mm -hmm. It was the fact that he didn't know who Joseph was, like the significance of this figure of Joseph mm -hmm. in the Old Testament. And what was that? Uh, we got Abby coming back. Thanks, Abs. <laughs> Took out Archie. But what was that? What was that reality? Well, who Joseph was, well, he was a chaste man because he denied Potiphar's wife. Uh, he was So he respected women. He was a man who was uh, 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 understood the, the humiliation of being enslaved and all those kinds of things. And he was also a man who respected the dignity of his brothers. Mm -hmm. So like those three things... That's what Pharaoh didn't know, and it led to him enslaving the people and then eventually committing abortion. Mm. And that's, that's the full extent of a lack of understanding of human dignity. So then you go jump to the New Testament, and you get the New Testament Joseph figure. And the New Testament Joseph figure, what do we hear? He's not willing to put Mary to shame. He's a just man. So he's, he's got a respect for femininity you know, unwilling to put her to shame. And that uh, he he respects the dignity of this child in in his spouse's womb, you know, and that he's respecting the dignity. Versus Herod, who knew Joseph not, who is, is uh, got this violence in his heart. And again, he does not know Joseph, which leads him to, massacring the innocents another act of abortion can you explain how he didn't know joseph like about the king okay yes yeah. so joseph if you look at especially in matthew's gospel which is where herod the massacre of the innocents comes from matthew's gospel starts with jesus's lineage and that lineage of the genealogy of jesus is clearly indicating that the son of david he's this that he's a son of david but it actually the the end of the lineage or the end of the genealogy is actually joseph because joseph does not actually biologically conceive jesus yeah so the son of david it's leading up to the fact that joseph is the rightful heir to the throne and because of that the all these kings because it's going through the list of of judah's kings or the, the israelite kings it's going through that list, and then it, it gets to the fact that Joseph is the king, but Rome had taken over, and they set up a puppet king, which would have been Herod the Great. Mm. 
And because Herod was that puppet king, he knew that he was not in the line of David. And so the census that went out would have found Joseph to be the son of David. And they would have known that Joseph was the king. And Joseph knew that. And that's why the angel told him to flee. Because if he didn't flee, they would have killed him. Because they wouldn't want they wouldn't have wanted him to, to take over, which is ridiculous because he would have never because of his humility. But then because he did not know Joseph who was the who was the rightful, it, it brought him to this fury and then he ended up massacring the innocents. Mm-hmm. Which I just thought was just so cool when you look at the overturning of Roe versus Wade happening with this universal recognition of Joseph. That there's something to this, that if we recognize who Joseph is, then we will begin to recognize human dignity, the value of femininity Mm -hmm. in our world, and we will see the value of the child in their mother's womb. Mm -hmm. And I think he's really the key to Christmas, like unlocking the Christmas season. You know, he really, he makes the Holy Family complete. And I think that that's ultimately... If we're going to see an overturning of Roe versus Wade, we need to see men stepping up to the plate and being men like St. Joseph. Honey, love.